Well, it is time here on KMA to catch up with our friends with Southwest Iowa Nature Trails, Inc. Becca Castle's back with us on the program. Becca, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How are you, Brent? Not too bad. Thanks for being back with us. And, you know, Becca, since the last time we talked, there was an unfortunate incident there last week with um, a fire that was reported on uh, one of the bridges along the Wabash Trace just north of Shenandoah, uh, the East Nishna Bridge. And, you know, Becca, very unfortunate, but it sounds like since that time, uh, folks have come together and really wanted to help out to try to get this thing fixed. Yeah. Like you said, last Thursday, um, got a phone call that you don't ever want to get but um we were very thankful to the um the trail user who called in the fire um to the shenandoah volunteer fire department uh the page county sheriff and then uh aj lyman and todd bouch with the city of shenandoah uh for assisting us with that and you know as windy as it was we're we're really lucky that uh, we only lost about 60 feet of the bridge um instead of the whole thing you know it, it could have easily gotten out of hand if they hadn't been there so quickly so so was the damage uh just contained to the the, the part of the bridge that was on the north side of the river yeah the northern end um it measures about 57 feet uh that was that was burned um the there's metal i-beams underneath there uh so that kind of that helped protect it and probably helped save the piers uh from getting completely destroyed also so um basically we have to to rebuild it we have to put uh, new railroad ties underneath and then um attach the decking at the 45 degree angle and then end caps and new railing so it's pretty much starting off where they did you know 30 years ago when they started rebuilding them and I know Bill Hummen here uh, talked with us about how there were some there was some help over the weekend of trying to get things cleaned up for uh, to get some progress underway. Uh, catches up to speed of how things are going, Becca, and also some of the fundraising efforts now. Yeah, so Saturday ended up being a really really nice warm day, and uh, we had uh, some volunteers out there that helped us actually get all the burned debris removed. Um, so uh, big shout out to Gil G and AJ Lyman. Uh, Bill Hillman, Joe Nebel, Brian Steincooler, uh, Bridger Nebel, Dustin Nebel, uh, Amy McGargle, and uh, then myself and my son Solon. Uh, and we couldn't, we really couldn't have done it without the equipment used either. That um, Bill brought his backhoe out and Joe had his tractor out there. And, you know, that heavy equipment really, really makes a difference when you're trying to do a project like this. Yep, absolutely. So in the meantime, while while the the uh, construction or you know rebuilding is taking place, uh, how long do you expect the the bridge to be closed? And are you detouring folks using the trail? Yeah, so we we're hoping that we can have have it fixed within about two weeks. Um, and uh, you know, having the debris removed is a great help. So once we get the railroad ties, um, we'll be able to just get started on it so uh, I would I would expect within two weeks the trail should be opened in the meantime we're um, kind of detouring folks on highway 59 and then Ferguson Road if they're trying to get around that section of the trail um, it it's not ideal um, detouring folks on highway 59 um, but that section does have a shoulder and just remind people to be cautious be mindful of the traffic around them and also remind the vehicles to to be careful because there might be more people using that section. Yep, you bet. Safety, no, no doubt. And you know, you have some other bridge projects uh, for the the trail system, right? Yeah. So um, 
we kind of already had the uh, redecking and railing of the West Nishabotna Bridge, which is just south of Melbourne, and the Silver Creek Bridge, which is between Silver City and Melbourne. Um, those are the two iconic overhead truss bridges. Um, they're, they've got some repairs that are needed, and we're planning to tackle those as one large project this fall and next spring. Uh, so we were planning to begin fundraising for those this summer, and we've got some grant applications that are already uh, submitted for that. Um, so if if we do happen to get more donations for this project than it actually costs, then we'll just roll that money into the funds for those two repairs. Back in the past, we've talked about uh, getting the trail passes uh, to be able to use the trace and uh, also donation efforts, things like that. Now, with everything going on right now, um, I, I assume you're probably encouraging folks to get those trail passes online? Absolutely, yeah. Um, we, we have seen a lot more people use the online option for ordering their passes, which is great. Um, so we get those those orders in through our website www.wabashtrace.org and then uh, I send out the, the passes and so you look for them in your mailbox um, and that's really been helpful. Um, also having the website set up to accept donations has been great. Um, I think we've received um, about $1,800 on our website from donations um, and then the GoFundMe page that one of our board members set up um, had a $5,000 goal and we um, actually achieved that and a little bit more we raised about 5575 from that um and i'd like to give a shout out to americana and phil lamb um they had an 850 and fifty donation and the sons and daughters of emma jean has donated 2500 to the project and then bank iowa um had a 955 dollar donation um and then i think from all the all the other donations total i We've got, I think, over 100 people have donated to the project. Um, I don't know the exact number at my fingertips, but um, a lot of names I recognize in there, so I'd just like to say thank you to everybody for their support. Yep, that's great. And uh, also, before we let you go, back, I know you had uh, maybe some event postponements to pass along and also encouraging folks to use safe social distancing when on the trail. That's right. Um, we had to postpone our spring kickoff, um, which was scheduled to be next weekend. And um, right now we are still unsure as to whether or not we'll have the Wabash warm-up, which is going to be June 6th. Um, so we'll look to make an announcement for that at, probably at the beginning of May, and we'll follow the governor and the CDC's guidelines on that. Um, and then also on our Facebook page, we've been sharing any information that we think is helpful to people um, who are who are out there using the trail. So uh, the most recent one um, is pertaining to slipstream, which is a term I wasn't familiar with, but basically it refers to the zone behind somebody uh, when they're walking or riding their bike. Um, I would kind of equate it to the wake of a boat if you you know if you are watching a boat on the river or or lake, the wake that they leave behind. So you should have some additional distance. Um, if you're walking behind somebody, allow about 16 feet, not just six, uh, and then running 33 feet or biking um, about 66 feet. So just remember if you're, if you're following somebody on the trail, add some extra distance in there as a precaution. You bet. And uh, Becca, how can people stay connected with everything going on with the Wabash Trace? Uh, well, we, you can reach us on Facebook, and our page name is Wabash Trace Nature Trail. 
and the username is at Wabash Trace, all one word, um, or our website, www.wabashtrace.org. Thanks a lot for coming back on the program today, and uh, we wish you the best uh, in the latest progress uh, with the unfortunate bridge fire that took place. So we uh, hope to see you get things back open soon. We'll be thinking of you. If you need any help, just uh, give us a shout, all right? Great. Thanks, Brent, and thanks to everybody for their support.